Hello and welcome to episode 21 of CFFC, A Tactical View. My name is Chapin Zeal. I am your host. I appreciate you joining me today. If you haven't done so already, I would greatly appreciate if you could go on and leave me a rating and a review. If you leave me five stars and a review, I will read it out here on the podcast and give you a personal shout out. Unfortunately, though, yet again, there are no new reviews to read off this week, so I look forward to recording next week's episode where I know I will get to read off at least one review and give you a a nice shout out here on the podcast. So we are looking back at August 21st Sunday uh, up at SeatGeek Stadium where the Chicago Fire took on NYCFC and unfortunately came away with a 2-0 defeat. Uh, looking at the starting lineup, usual 4-2-3-1, Gaga and goal, Sekulic, Tehran, Shihos, and Navarro right to left in the back line. Pineda and Federico Navarro as your holding midfielders, Jairo Torres, Shakiri, and Mueller going there across the more attacking midfielders, and Shabilko in at the number nine. So Carlos Heron, uh is back in the lineup after after uh, uh, injuring himself a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. It was, they had said on the broadcast, if, I, if my memory serves me well, that he was back after two weeks when the initial diagnosis was saying was saying I think four to six weeks so he came back early something to keep your eye on during the match uh, and just to see how his legs end up end up holding up and you had uh, Maurizio Pineda filling in for Gaston Jimenez who it was just announced today that he has undergone a successful right hamstring endoscopic tendon repair. Not sure what that means, but it sounds like they were working on his right hamstring. Uh, it says he is out for the remainder of the uh, the regular season, expected recovery time of four months. So Pineda is a player that I expect to be seen in the in the starting lineup the rest of the season. So digging into the match then, in the 6th and uh, rolling into the 7th minute, Shehos has a ball on the left-hand sideline. He plays it forward into the left channel to Shabilko. Played a through ball to Mueller, who was making a, a run from wide left into the middle. Gets into the penalty box, and the defender is just able to nick the ball away before he is able to get a shot away, and it goes out for a fire throw. So early in the match, not many opportunities. This is one of the few that the fire were were able to get inside of the penalty box and look somewhat threatening. Then about 10 minutes later in the 16th minute, New York City have a corner and the fire had the ball out. New York are able to collect it, play it back to midfield. And they play forward on the fire right-hand side, knock it into the middle and take a right-footed shot from about 25 yards out into the top-hand corner. No chance for Gaga to, to save it. 
Uh, after the the corner was taken and it was initially cleared, the he's he's someone I I suppose I like to blame a lot. Um, Sekulich was was close was slow to to get back out into his right back position. He was he was defending more on the near post of the corner so he was slow to get back over into position so it left acres of space on the fire right hand side and so they were able to New York was able to easily play the ball play the ball forward along that that sideline and then uh, the runner who scored he made a run from from the left hand side uh, into towards the middle received the ball and took a a worldly shot and and knocked it in obviously but it was another another player I've been playing a lot of the blame game on lately in Jordan Shakiri who was who was marking that runner. And the New York player started running up towards the penalty box, and Shakiri walked as though he was just going for a nice leisurely stroll on a Sunday afternoon. But unfortunately, he was he was playing for the fire and uh, just took his time. Stood and watched the whole thing. Ball hit the back of the net. Just kind of turned around and walked towards towards the fire half. So. I complained about it a few weeks ago. It's something that he he especially lately he had a few good games recently, but uh the several matches prior to probably the last maybe two matches he looked better. But prior to that he was he was doing that a lot to where all he has to do is give fifty percent for ten yards and that 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 specific play against New York is probably not going to happen. And I know I'm not the only one saying it. I've heard it several different places. You give it just a little bit of effort, and and that player may not finish that run. That pass may not be able to be played inside. So really, really disappointing to see that from Shakiri, who is who is supposed to be one of the leaders on the team, um, really, just just throwing the towel in on on that specific play. Then, about 15 minutes later, in the 30th minute, New York City attack down the middle, get a get the ball into the penalty box and take a shot from the left hand side. Gaga was able to this time to make a good save on it, and the the fire were able to clear the ball. Uh, New York did not have a whole lot of possession, but when they had it, they they were able to move the ball forward quite quickly. Um, on this specific play, they they again it was straight down the middle, a few passes, and they were inside of the fire penalty box. So again, not a whole lot of possession, not a whole lot of passes by New York, but when they got it, they they looked very good moving uh, moving forward. So from there we go into the 42nd and 43rd minute where the Fire win the ball in their attacking half, play it out wide left to Shakiri right along the sideline. He puts the ball into the penalty box, but unfortunately Mueller was unable to connect at the near post, and it was just behind Shabilko running right down the middle. 
thankfully, Jairo Torres was able to collect it out at the far post. He played it to, to Pineda, who had stepped forward right at the edge of the box. He took a shot, but it was blocked. Fire retained possession. And they moved it from right to left where Miguel Navarro gets it out on the left-hand side along the sideline and he puts the ball into the box. And Federico Navarro was there on the end of it, but he's unable to to get his boot all the way on it and New York City were able to clear. So right as Navarro was receiving the ball, it was a good last-ditch effort uh, by the New York defense, and they, they shut that scoring opportunity down pretty quick. So then, just a couple minutes later, before we end the first half in the 45th minute, Gaga had a good save. The New York City took a shot from outside of the penalty box, low and to Gaga's left-hand side, and he was able to get down there saved the ball, and the fire cleared it out. So, end of the first half, fire nil, New York City won. Rolling into the second half in the 46th minute, action gets started pretty quick. Federico Navarro wins the ball in in the fire's defensive penalty box. On the right-hand side, knocks it to Tehran, who plays the ball to Shehos, who was just inside of the penalty box right in the middle. New York City close him down quickly. He ends up going down. They win the ball 1v1 inside of the penalty box with Gaga. Shot to the far post past him. And all, all the fire players were expecting a foul to be called on, on New York where they where they appeared anyway to have stepped on on Shehos's foot and he ended up getting tripped due to it. Uh, the ref did not call it on the field. VAR looked at it. They did not see any any reason to, to call the goal off. Um, personally, I could see... I, I, he definitely got his foot stepped on. There's no denying that. It almost seems to me like he went down maybe a, a little too slowly, a little too late, if if that you know, if that makes sense to where he got his foot stepped on, the the, the uh, New York player lifted his foot up off of his foot and then Shehos went down. So I feel like if Shehos had gone down immediately or as soon as he could have Maybe there would have been a foul called, or VAR would have would have re, um, reversed it. But in this instance, that's that's all I can assume is that it was just a, a little bit of a delay from Shehos to go down. So was it enough in all actuality to make him go down? It's hard to say because he he received the ball on his right hand side, turned left, and had no idea a New York player was there. So I, part of me feels like maybe he went down because he knew he was losing the ball. Into the 51st minute, we're going to leave that one alone. Into the 51st minute, a couple of changes. John Duran comes on for Shabilko, and Herbers comes on for Pineda, which in hindsight, after the match is over, uh, it would have been nice to have seen Pineda stay on the field. 
And the reason that is is because in the 60th minute, Carlos Tehran ends up with a yellow card uh, after sprinting back to stop a counterattack, ends up making a tackle to stop it, and he ended up at the end of the play. I noticed he started holding his left hamstring, so nervy moments. I was I was nervous about it when I saw he was in the starting lineup, um, and it was he was a player that I definitely watched all match. And to be honest with you, he never looked a hundred percent. I don't I don't even know if I'd say he looked eighty percent. Um, I mean, obviously, they're the team doctors and the team, you know, physios and everything. They they approved him to play, but he he definitely did not look look himself out there. He looked um, a little leggy and just like he he didn't quite have have full strength underneath him. So into the 64th minute, Jairo Torres dribbled along the left-hand side, uh, right along the sideline. He had good skill beating uh, multiple defenders. He played it inside to Shakiri on the edge of the penalty box in the left-hand channel, who ends up playing a through ball to uh, Duran. Unfortunately, his first touch pushes him out wide left a little too far, and his shot goes off of the side netting. So again, not many opportunities that the fire had inside of the New York uh, penalty box. And the, the opportunities they did have were not, were not very good opportunities, unfortunately. So then just a couple minutes later in the 66th minute, uh, Carlos Tehran passes the ball straight out of bounds on the right-hand sideline. He is slow to drop back defensively. More or less knocked it out of bounds and and kind of hung his head and started uh, walking back to defensively, and New York were able to get in behind with the with a quick throw in, and he had to put in another hard sprint to uh, break up another counterattack. Ends up going down inside of the penalty box, making a tackle attempt, and once again comes up holding that left hamstring. And in play resumes for maybe about 30 seconds to a minute or so, and he ends up going down, can't go on any further. So he ends up coming off, and Brian Gutierrez comes on in his place, and this is uh, uh, why I said a few moments ago that I the, the Herbers for Pineda substitution may have been a little bit early, um, as Tehran ends up getting hurt and needing to come off. So, change of formation with so many so many attacking players on the pitch. You had ends up going from the n- normal four two three one into a three five two, and you had so you had Sekulic, Shehos, and Miguel Navarro across the the defensive three, and then you had Federico Navarro as the holding midfielder, Mueller and Gutierrez as the right and left wing backs, respectively. Jairo Torres and Herbers kind of playing the the inside midfielders, right and left side, and then Shakiri was up top with Duran. Um, it was it was a formation that. You could tell the fire were not used to. The fire were not prepared to play. Um, they didn't give up any goals, but 
Personally, I felt like there were there was acres of space. There were times that that Miguel Navarro and Sekulich would be up in the attacking third, and uh, New York would start a counterattack, and Shehos was the only one was the only defender defender back there. So, thankfully, they didn't have to play the play too long. Uh, too long in that formation because I I feel like if they if they did they probably would have given up some more goals. So then in the 69th minute the fire were playing out from the back. Miguel Navarro put a ball up over the top to Herbers along uh, the left hand side, kind of in that left hand channel. He brings it down right on the edge of the penalty box, and the New York keeper was up off his line, goes to ground, and knocks the ball away from Herbert's feet, out of bounds for a fire throw. Decent opportunity. Uh, it was a good ball, kind of developed out of, you know, long balls normally do, but it can kind of developed out of nowhere. Um, knocked it around the back a handful of times, and then Navarro saw Herbert's making that run. Really nice ball over the top. Just unfortunate that that Herbers was was unable to uh, unable to collect it. So then, in the seventy seventh minute, one of my complaints for most of the season, Miguel Navarro ended up with a yellow card for descent because he tried taking a free kick quickly, played it. Uh, the ref whistled it. Said you got to move it back a little further, or the ball was still rolling, or whatever exactly the case was. And Miguel Navarro, for some reason, took exception to that and slammed the ball down onto the ground and just kind of made a gesture of, "All right, is this good enough? Is this? It's not moving." Um, ended up getting a yellow card. So stupid stuff. Um, and I believe they said I had I I'm not a hundred percent on this. But I believe they said he is now suspended for the next match. Um, so when you have when you have Amsberg out out with his foot issue uh, and having surgery earlier, you have I would assume at this point I haven't heard anything, but I would assume Tehran is probably out. Um, for for another couple of weeks and then you have you have Navarro getting suspended it's it's not the time that defenders need to be need to be dropping even more so it should be interesting if he is again I haven't I haven't done a whole lot of research on that for this instance I will be honest um, but if he is out uh, I would assume probably Bornstein would step in somewhere and Maybe play out on the left-hand side, but time will tell. I was way off uh, with my predictions last week on the formation with with um, Jimenez being down, so I'm probably wrong on that as well. So just a minute later, in the 78th minute, Mueller came off and Bezerra came on, and at this point... I don't even know what the formation was. You still had Sekulich, Shehos, and Navarro in the back, but then there were times Shakiri was playing in more of a left-back position. There was times Herbers was um, in the right-back position, so it seemed as though Herbers moved out wide right, 
and Bazera was in the middle where he was, and Shakiri was had I feel like had given up at that point, so he was just kind of doing his thing. So then in the 92nd minute, the Fire have a corner, and Iran gets up for it and heads it off the crossbar, uh, off the bottom of the crossbar, and it comes straight back into action. But unfortunately, Shehos was unable to put it into the back of the net. But even if he did, he ended up getting called offside, and that is more or less how the match ends with the Fire going down... 2-0 to New York City FC, which that puts the fire under a lot of pressure uh, for their upcoming matches. So looking looking at a few of the stats, uh, like I was saying earlier, New York did not have much possession. They did not have a whole lot of passes. But when they did, they got forward. And when they were went forward, they were effective. Fire had 58% possession compared to 42. Uh, The Fire completed 445 passes. New York attempted 800 and or 890 attempted 390. So the Fire Fire completed uh, what is that? 60 more passes, 55 more passes, somewhere in there. they completed that many more passes than New York even attempted, but they, New York they were they were staunch defensively. They did not allow they did not allow any space for for the fire attack to to develop. Normally, you can see Mueller and Shakiri on the left hand side being being creative with each other and having some good some good passes, uh, some good interplay and such. But in this match there, to be honest with you, I did not see any moments where I thought, oh, that they look really threatening right there. That looked really good. It was, it was uh, in a lot of ways, from a fire perspective, it was kind of a boring match. Um, and the last stat, the, the, or one of the last stats anyway, um, Shots on target. New York City had five shots on target out of eight attempts. The Fire had 10 total attempts and zero on target. That has been an issue all season. And when you have six, seven, eight, nine matches to go fighting for playoff position, you got to at least work the keeper. You got to put the ball on frame. Um, I mean, they, they didn't even have a single save. I don't, I don't, it's blows my mind that they did not have a single, a single shot on target. Um, (laughs) uh, it's something I, I, I can't get over right now, but you got to hit the back of the net. You got to put it on target. They they're they're dropping in the standings. This is not again, this is not the time to be falling down and and start um start struggling to to score. Fire have struggled all season to score. 
but right when right when they're making a good playoff push, that is absolutely not the time to to start struggling. And speaking of the playoffs, uh, looking at the standings right now, the Fire are in 12th place, which again, uh, 7th place is the last club to make it. So several several places behind, but only five points back from that from that spot, and only six points back from from fifth and sixth place. So it's it's there it's there. Yes, some some different matches uh, need to go their way, but like I was saying last week, they play pretty much everybody above them. So in a lot of ways. The fire's fate is in their own hands. It's all up to them. They play. They play uh, the Revolution, who are who are in eighth and four points above them. They play. They play uh, Charlotte FC. They play Cincinnati, uh, FC Cincinnati. They play Inter Miami. So all of these are clubs above them. All of them are clubs within just uh, again five or six points of them. And obviously, they they need some some results to go their way. But overall, it is like I said last week. This is an exciting time to to be a Fire fan. I know it's been a struggle uh, for a long time with them, but at the same time, it's it's moments like these. It's times like these that uh, personally, I think it's a lot of fun to to be a fan of any sport, any sports club. It kind of you know makes you makes you get some gray hairs, makes you stress out a little bit, and and you know um, make it it makes it a little more enjoyable when when you really f- each match counts and each each match really matters for for the end of the season. So looking ahead to Saturday, August twenty seventh, the seven oh eight kickoff at Soldier Field. Chicago Fire are taking on CF Montreal. Montreal currently are sitting uh, second in the East. Total of forty-six points. They are a they're a good team. That's that's why they're second in the East. They're fourth in in the in the supporter shield. Uh, they score a lot of goals, but one positive thing is they also give up a lot of goals. In fact, the Fire uh, actually have a better defensive record than Montreal, but the Fire just can never score. So, going to be an interesting match. I don't, I don't, this has just been a tough stretch for, for the Fire. Um, you took on, you took on Philadelphia, who was number one. You took on New York City, who was number three. You're taking on Montreal, who was number two. So a tough stretch for the Fire, but they gotta they gotta get a point from this. You can't you can't t- take another loss. I don't feel they are definitely getting into must win territory uh, if the Fire expect uh, to make the playoffs. Look at Montreal, though. This is not the time. That you want to be playing them. They have not lost since July 10th. It has been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches, five wins, two draws, and they had a four-nil win, um, three-two, two-two, two-one. So again, they can they can score some goals. 
They are definitely a dangerous team going forward. They they like they they like possession of the ball. They average about 54 to 55% on the season and they like to get the ball and go forward with it. Rarely ever do you see them uh, knocking the ball backwards. So definitely going to be a difficult match for for the Fire. Uh, Montreal have some really good players. They have Mihailovic, who has just been, who's going to be going over to to the Eredivisie um, in January. They've got Kyoto, who's has 14 goals on the season. Uh, Kai Kamara, five goals, five assists. Mihailovic has seven goals, three assists. So they've got some. They've got some good attacking players, who again know how to put the ball in the back of the net. And with the with the fire defense looking a little depleted in terms of Jimenez out, Amsberg out, uh, Tehran I would assume is out. Miguel Navarro I believe is out. Definitely going to be a very big test for for the fire defense so once again don't forget 708 saturday august 27th the fire take on cf montreal up in soldier field go fire